Hey everybody, it's Audrey Ellis and you're listening to Ask Audrey. Okay, it's been raining a lot and I feel like my throat's a little scratchy, but we're going to get through this. Um, yesterday I didn't do an episode because I'm trying to get into a habit of only doing like five a week, like one Monday through Friday and then Saturday and Sunday not doing an episode, kind of like a regular show. In the beginning I did it for 30 days straight because I just was adamant about trying to make sure I formed the habit because I felt like if one day went undone, like one day without an episode, then I might feel like, oh, okay, I could do another day. And so I kind of got a little scared and didn't want to like, like accept the fact that I do need to have breaks in between and do it like a regular job or a regular hobby. I mean, even, you know, kids who do Little League, they don't do it every single day. They do their practice on, you know, after school during the week or only on the weekends or something of that nature. So I had to be a little more lenient with myself, but, um, I feel like it's kind of because of, I want to say it's a little bit OCD, like like I have to do it, otherwise it doesn't feel right or doesn't feel real. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about OCD today, because I haven't struggled with OCD as deeply or as um, profoundly as certain people out there who, you know, can't go a day without counting a certain way or, you know, touching things a certain amount of times or washing their hands a certain amount of times. It's never been that severe, and so I don't want to at all sound like I'm comparing or trying to compete or say that, you know, I know exactly what those people are going through. I mean, in the line of work that I do, I see people all the time and they, I've actually had a guest a couple weeks ago who is, he deals with severe OCD to the point that he doesn't feel anything is clean. Nothing is clean. And so it's, it's not that way for me, but it has been when it comes to food and I'll explain everything, you know, a little bit later. Okay. So like I said, I wanted to get into the topic of OCD, because I'm doing this like a little series on mental health, and the first series is on anxiety, because as I explained, there are five major types of anxiety disorders, and not even just major types, they're the only ones that I could find listed when I looked at the National Health Institute, or National Institute of Mental Health. Those were the only ones that I could see when I looked on like Psychology Today, and different websites, they are, anxiety disorders are really broken down in five categories, and so I've already done the panic disorder, and I've done PTSD, so today is OCD. And for those of you who don't know what OCD is, I feel like everyone does, but I want to assume. OCD is short for Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. So to kind of define what that is, Obsessive Compulsive Disorder is pretty much um, when people have unwanted thoughts, well, I should say according to Psychology Today, which is the article that I kind of looked up before I did this episode, according to Psychology Today, Obsessive Compulsive Disorder is an anxiety disorder in which people have unwanted and repeated thoughts, feelings, images, and sensations, i.e. obsessions, and engage in behaviors or mental acts in response to those thoughts or obsessions. So I guess a, an example would be, you know, if a person washes their hands, they have to wash their hands 10 times to feel like it's clean. And if they don't do the 10th time, they only do eight or nine, then they feel panicked all day. They feel overwhelmed all day. Um, another thing could be a person has to, you know, tap their feet when they get out of bed 10 times before they can walk. If they don't tap their feet, their mind feels like something is not right, something's not even, and something is not balanced. And so for, no, for people who've never experienced that, it can be overwhelming and debilitating because it really controls your life. It really controls, you know, everything you do. And so my struggle with OCD has been in a way that doesn't seem directly related, but I was told that it is related by my mental health care professional, my therapist. 
Um, but first, I want to kind of talk about symptoms before I go into my story about what I've done or what, what I've dealt with. And it's kind of crazy. Like, like I said before, I feel like once you've had one form of anxiety, the other ones can be close by and you have to try to go get help when you first recognize that you have anxiety to keep the other ones at bay. But I didn't know to get help. I didn't know that I needed help. I thought that it was just normal. It's just what you do. It's just the way my brain works and it's okay. But the more that I've gotten help, the more that the anxiety I've had has subsided. And just a little side note, I don't know if you can hear the rain outside, but it is pouring and I love it. Anyway, so um, some of the symptoms of OCD would be like I said before, like locking and unlocking doors repeatedly, counting repeatedly, keeping unneeded items, like hoarding, that's OCD. I didn't know it beforehand, but according to Psychology Today, hoarding is a form of OCD. It's like you can't allow yourself to throw something away because you're afraid you might need it later and it might come in handy and, and you might like pretty much like damage your life or put your life in jeopardy for getting rid of something that could have been valuable to you in the future. Um, you you. Some people don't get any pleasure from like engaging in behaviors or um, certain rituals without doing these obsessive behaviors. And it's not even, like to break it down obsessive, it's like because you have to do it. Compulsive is because you can't control it. And it's a disorder because it's not natural. So in my battle with OCD, mine is kind of on the side of like the persistent paranoid fears. For a couple of years, and I want to say it was during a time that I explained beforehand when I was going through like evictions and homelessness and and just everything seemed unsettled. That's when my OCD seemed to have started. Seemed it just it feel like it feels like it came out of nowhere. I was I don't even know how it started. I just remember one day I ate some food and then my stomach started to feel upset. And instead of realizing that it was due to stress. That I was going through I thought it was because the food was expired so I became obsessed with checking expiration dates on food obsessed with checking the way food smelled and I was my mind was never satisfied everything that I purchased was spoiled to the point that I just didn't eat it was so bad that I just could not eat because I swore everything I bought even though the expiration date could say it expires in two months I thought to myself no I got the bad batch the batch that they forgot to mark or they marked incorrectly and this is the one that's going to make me sick and I'm going to be in the hospital throwing up and if I get food poisoning what if I die and it was really bad I couldn't eat and that's not good for me because I'm anemic I'm supposed to eat I have to eat especially certain foods you know spinach and things like that but I would buy a bag of spinach and if I saw a few wet leaves I thought the whole bag was tainted I would buy cereal and if I saw a couple of burnt pieces of cereal I thought it was a bug that got baked into the cereal and I say it with a lighthearted tone but it was really serious and it was really severe and it trickled down into like money whenever I had money in my account I had to spend money evenly and if I didn't I had to find a place to put the uneven number in my bank account so if I had $235.42 I had to get rid of that 42 cents because 235 was an even number and it made me feel calm I would ask my sister can I transfer 40 cents to you or can you transfer 60 well 50 eight cents to me can you transfer 58 cents to me and she would do it for me you know because she felt for me and she knew that it was something that you know I just really needed to have that evenness and I would get so upset whenever transactions or purchases would come out of my account and it would be you know something uneven that would bring me back to the point that I had just fixed I had just corrected the uneven number in my bank account but it really would have me on edge and like I said, it wasn't as bad as the tapping the feet or the touching the doorknob a few times before you open it. You know, I really feel for people who go through that. But at the same time, I have to give credit to the fact that I did struggle 
with this because I couldn't eat food. And some people thought I was anorexic and I'm like, no, this is like an unintentional anorexia because I can't eat if the food in my mind is not healthy, if it's not, if it's, if it seems expired or if it seems like it's tainted or if it's spoiled or if it's past the due date and I just, and no one said anything. You know, if I smelled something that seemed a little off or funny, my nose seemed to have this incorrect gauge of smell. Everything smelled tainted. And so the obsession of checking the expiration dates and smelling things led to the compulsion of just avoiding food. Like I, and I, it sounds weird to call it a compulsion, but I compulsively didn't eat. Like I just couldn't control, I could not make myself eat food. And I would try so hard to find things, but everything, even fruit, wasn't safe in my mind. Even nuts weren't safe in my mind. Even, you know, water, even water wasn't safe in my mind. I would go to, I would eat foods and I would feel sick and I would be in the ER constantly. Not even joking, I would be in the ER like every other weekend swearing that something was wrong with me because I was sure that the manufacturers who made every single piece of food that I purchased, I was sure they were wrong when they said that it expired in a few months. I was sure that it was done when I bought it. And I'm like, why me? Why does it always have to happen to me? Why am I always getting the spoiled foods and the tainted foods? And sometimes I would even throw up. I don't know what it was, but my mind believed I was sick. And next thing you know, I'm throwing up just constantly. What it was that caused me to throw up was just stress. And I already had stressful situations going on in my life, but then adding to that was the belief that nothing around me was safe, nothing around me was good for me or healthy for me. It just added to the stress and I, it seemed to prove my point. It seemed to help me believe that my obsessive compulsive behavior was accurate and it was protecting me. You know, that persistent paranoid fear was protecting me and I didn't realize that it was actually just fear. And it was actually just stress causing my body to react the way that it was. And so, you know, some people think, according to this article that I'm still reading on Psychology Today, it's been believed that, you know, the OCD comes from, like, your environment, the way you were raised. But studies are showing now that it can actually be, like, a neurobiological uh, factor that plays a part in, you know, being OCD. It could be your your parents, you know, something... Uh, some type of mental health health issue they may have dealt with that they never told you about, or maybe they did tell you about, but something in their DNA could have been passed on down the line to you. And as I look back on my life, I realized, yeah, a lot of my family has like that paranoid OCD behavior. Everyone in my family is like overly obsessed with cleanliness and germs, like germophobic people. And, you know, they all have to wipe things down and don't share food and don't, you know, eat off of someone else. And it hit the ground, don't touch it. When I was a kid, I used to eat off the ground and just obey the, the three-second rule or five-second rule. If it hit the ground, wipe it off on my shirt, kiss it up to God, and eat it. That's how I used to be as a kid because I was dealing a lot better. I didn't know like the OCD and the paranoia hadn't really infiltrated my mental space just yet. So I was doing just fine. And when I realized that I had become you know, paranoid and, and had uh, developed a little bit of OCD, I started to think, I want to go back to the way I was when I was a kid. I want to be able to be that carefree. But it's not just as easy as if you want it, it will happen. And as I'm scrolling through this article in Psychology Today, it says OCD is often accompanied by depression and eating disorders, which, as I explained earlier, that's what happened to me, an eating disorder. I didn't mean for it to happen. Why well, I'm having to get multiple treatments for anemia because I just wasn't eating because I was afraid that everything was going to kill me. And thinking back on it now, now I've like... I think I did an episode a couple of um, weeks ago about how I've gained a healthy weight and I'm excited about it. Now I'm doing a lot better because I've sought out therapy and I've gone to different um, classes at my um, at my hospital. You know, the behavioral health department of my hospital offers so many different classes to help you to deal with 
what you're going through. And sitting around a group of people who've gone through it too makes it so much easier to accept yourself, to love yourself, and to work through the issues that you're going through. But when you stay by yourself and you just sit in the house and you just accept defeat in the matter, it makes it worse. And for those of us who just can't seem to get up and get out and try to get help, that's that's okay too because they don't need any more pressure on you and making you feel bad about yourself. So I definitely hope that what I'm saying doesn't make you feel bad. I just hope that if you can find the courage one day to get up and get out and try to get help, that you will because there is light at the end of the tunnel. And in this situation, the grass can be greener, greener on the other side. And so hopefully that helps somebody. <laughs> but um, I want to say that I've dealt with OCD in other different ways, but I can't think of any other situation that for me was as bad as the, um, the eating disorder that I developed because of the OCD. I want to say that, you know, I've done other things, you know, to try and, I guess, relate, but I definitely don't want to lie. Definitely don't want to, you know, pretend to make someone believe that, you know, I'm in something with them that I'm not. So I can only explain what I've gone through and just hope that, it, you know, my explanation will help somebody. In a sense, sorry, my microphone fell out. Sorry. But I realized, in a sense, I have been through another form of OCD and I never realized it before because it wasn't until I read this Psychology Today article that I noticed or I found out that hoarding is a form of OCD. And growing up, I've noticed I had a couple of relatives who were hoarders. I had a couple of um, neighbors whose relatives were hoarders, and I thought that that was a totally different, you know, um, mental health issue. I didn't know that it related to OCD, but, you know, I guess so, because the obsessive need to keep things and you can't control, you, you can't let go. You know, that, that compulsion to not let go, to not throw things away. You can't let go of something because you think you'll need it. I experienced that. When I was younger, I moved around so much that I had to get used to throwing things away. And I guess somehow that affected me because once I became an adult, I started to keep things. I'm like, I have a choice now. I could keep it if I want to. And just out of the desire to get my power back, I guess, or to like take control of something that I never had control of before. You know how when you're a kid, you can't eat cookies before dinner. So, so when you become an adult and you live in your own place for the first time or you start buying your own food for the first time, then you have dessert whenever you want to. So for me, I don't know if it's related to that, but sometimes I think it is. I just wanted to be able to keep things. And so I had this magazine collection. I used to love Vibe magazine as a kid. And I had like maybe 10 years worth of Vibe magazines in this huge trunk. And everywhere I moved to, I kept this with me. I thought to myself, one day it's going to be valuable. Now, I don't know. Maybe today it could be people might want it, but I feel like there's archives and articles available online. So what need, what, what kind of need do I have for, for holding on to that? But for years, I wouldn't let that trunk go. And other things I wouldn't let go. Like I keep things in drawers and in my purse and I just carry around bags full of stuff in my car. And, I'm, and even to this day, I'm still working on letting things go. I'm still working on not holding on to, you know, every document that I get in the mail or every you know, check that I get, a check stuff that I get. I mean, you know, after some time, you can let things go. And like I said, it's a work in progress. I'm still working on that, but I recognize it. And part of what helps you to get through, you know, whatever bout with OCD you may have is recognizing that you actually are obsessive and compulsive in a certain regard. Some people don't realize it. They think that it's normal and that's okay. That's fine. You know, no judgment at all. But some of us do realize it. We're like, why am I doing this? Why am I behaving this way? Why am I thinking this way? Why? And we can see the like irrationality of our thoughts and we can see, you know, how it really doesn't make sense to feel this way. Everything's not going to contaminate us. Everything's not going to be valuable in the future. Everything is not dangerous, but it's not that easy to just see it and then stop it and stop the behavior. 
You can see that you're doing things irrationally, but your mind still tells you if you stop now, you're going to regret it. If you stop protecting yourself this way now, you're going to regret it. And so you continue on with the behavior. But the Psychology Today um, article I'm reading, it agrees with me in the sense that group therapy is a good way to, you know, try to absolve these feelings and try to work through this disorder. Um, it also says that exercise is a good way to reduce the stress that kind of feeds the behavior because anxiety is pretty much just high levels of stress. I mean, that's just my take on it because that's what it feels like in my body. It's just a high level of stress. So if you exercise and balance out your stress hormones, then it might help your brain to relax on all the paranoid thoughts and feelings that you have. Some people take medication and medication can be effective for different people. You never know. You have to just trust your spirit on that one and, you know, see if you actually feel comfortable with taking medication. But if you don't, it's okay. There's other natural remedies to do. I like the natural route because I feel like, you know, God made things on this earth to to help make us healthy. What, what did they do before they had all the medicine that we have now? But at the same time, he also made scientists and doctors to make these medications. So just trust your spirit and go with whatever it is that, you know, you feel right about. But um, for me, another thing that I do, I like to mention different crystals that I use that help me when it comes to you know feeling like paranoid and feeling overwhelmed and I've already talked about this one before but it's really good in anxiety period and it's the amethyst crystal it's really good for paranoia and I feel like OCD is just another form of paranoia because everything is just heightened fear that something's gonna go wrong and that's paranoia you know so I use the amethyst crystal I have like necklaces and rings and actual like um, rocks that I hold on to and I keep with me when I go places and like I say I like to keep it close to my heart you know, and just keep it with me because I feel like it's a conduit to reminding myself to calm down. When I know I have it with me, then I subconsciously I'm reminded to calm down, to breathe through it and see things in a more rational light than I've seen it before. So I like to use it just for that purpose. So hopefully for those of you struggling with, you know, OCD and in any form, whether it's turned into an eating disorder, whether it's turned into substance abuse, whether it's turned into depression, I definitely hope that you will find the strength to get whatever help you feel is comfortable for you. Even if it starts at home on YouTube watching videos, you can start however you like, just as long as you start. And hopefully, like I said, you'll have the strength to do just that because I know how difficult and how upsetting it can be to not have control of how your mind thinks and how your mind views the world especially when your mind is viewing the world as being dangerous to you and everyone and everyone and everything can or possibly is out can be or possibly is out to get you I know how that feels and to be on this side of it it feels so good so hopefully I hopefully people out there listening will be on the other side of it one day soon hang in there I thank y'all so much for listening and I hope you listen again tomorrow I got to go to work <laughs> Oh my god, OCD's kicking in. I'm waiting. Four, three, two, one. I'm sorry. It's not as bad as it used to be, though. I still count the numbers, but I'm back because it's not as bad as it used to be. And I know it's not right. I'm aware of it. So I'm going to wait for it to be uneven. And then I'm letting it go. Hope you have a good day.